here is another leak, or is it a hack, or is it a breach? Uh, very hard to tell these days. So you know how Malaysia has uh, our uh, tracking app, right? My Sejatra, which is like uh, safely on our on each of our mobile phones. We use it whenever we visit anywhere, and it tracks. It tracks. Um, it kind of tracks where we go, so that it can alert us if uh, something happened. Uh, so Indonesia also have their own versions of it, of course. Uh, it's not called My Sejahtera. Of course, in Indonesia, it's called Perlin Peduli Lindungi and another one called e EHAC. to the Security Lab Podcast. E-hack. E-hack. Okay. Uh, so apparently one, one tracking app was uh, breached or data was leaked from that, that app. And then not too long later, I think about a week later, the second tracking app had its data leaked as well. So, so even the Indonesian president's uh, information was uh, affected. Wow, that was interesting to actually see Joko Widodo's details posted out publicly. You know, when he had his uh, vaccination, where he went. You know, that's kind of scary because if you look at it, these apps, like what Sky always is passionate about, they track practically every single movement you make. So if you visit somewhere, you are required by law uh, to scan, update your location. And now the Malaysian version even tells you, please make sure you check out. So Indonesia has the same thing. In fact, the whole world, we are using some form of contact tracing and most likely a mobile app base, which means that while we are using it for health reasons, uh, it doesn't exclude these apps from having security vulnerabilities. Exactly. So they actually know every move, every move you make. You know? <laughs> Breaking out in a song. You, you, you are tracked on a daily, on wherever you go. And especially when we are out um, after receiving our second dose, uh, we, were, we are supposedly um, allowed to travel allowed to move about, allowed to go back to business as usual, of course, with the, with the SOPs and all that. But the issue now is exactly like what uh, Doc mentioned. We are being tracked if somebody takes control of the application. And seemingly, looking at what Indonesia is experiencing, I do not know if uh, the owner of MySajatra there to come up and say, don't worry, we will not be like Jakarta. We will not be like Indonesia. So that's going to be a far cry to things, isn't it? They would, they would, yeah. they would come out and say, yeah, we are secure. Full stop. That's it. But I, 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 I or guess... they will, or they will use the clause you just read just now. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Um, is there any to to this date? I'm not aware if there's any solid 
scientific evidence on uh, it's effective to use mobile phone data to contain the virus. Okay. But for one, um, what I do know is that everywhere else is using it. This appears to be the only way to track. And we have never seen, never before have I seen such an easy way to, to, to shift to this kind of paradigm where data is collected on a mobile device at such a large scale. Okay? But that said, being said, what I read about this case, and it surprised me a lot, is that it was actually from, it came from researchers of an encryption provider. So again, there is no malicious or criminal hackers. I'm not sure if what I read is correct or not. The immediate thing that comes to our mind is what, why, and how, you know? I mean, do we have any approach, national and international security laws, cybersecurity standards? Are there any such things in place to mitigate these kind of risks, given that the pandemic and the use of contract, contact tracing apps are so new to us, and yet it is adopted on such a wide scale? Enjoying the show so far? Subscribe now so that you don't miss out on the latest episode. We are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many other platforms. Visit podcast.securitylah.asia to get the links to subscribe. I mean, this is again, you know, it's going to produce a, it's an irreversible data leak incident. And true enough, we are seeing more and more of so I'm going to jump back uh, and, 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 and answer uh, Prof's question in a while. But before that, I'm going to focus on what happened in Indonesia. Um, interestingly, the flaw was due to an earlier version of the app that was supposedly have been stopped using from July. So what happened was those people who did not update their app, which still worked, um, had that issue. The government also mentioned to all their citizens that please delete the old app, update it so that you have uh, the new latest version of the app. And the government also hinted that um, the leak may have originated from a partner who's working in the solution. So there seems to be a lot more to this than uh, what's being shared outside. So we'll have to wait and see uh, if there's any further development on this. Uh, this incident happened around 31st August this year. So we don't know if there's going to be any more stuff they're going to develop from it. We'll just have to wait and see. So back to Prof's question. Are there international laws relating to such wide-scale use of personal information and the security? Nope. Everyone uses their own country's law to govern their cybersecurity. So we don't have an ASEAN law, just like how the EU has the GDPR for privacy. We don't have such a thing. The, U, the EU has some guidelines, but we don't have it in ASEAN because ASEAN is still a very much a loose band of countries rather than something that is solid, binding, and progressive. Uh, one of the things I saw uh, in the article was that uh, the old version of eHack was disabled 
and its features integrated into the new app. <laughs> so it is like, <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, this application has already got problem. You disable it, but you integrate it into the new app. No wonder a couple of weeks later, the new app also can it's like, um, you know, I don't want to admit to certain things and then I call it a conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair to them, they probably need that integration because of whatever legacy data this system has already uh, captured. So, you know, you have all this version one system that's been running for donkey years and then they realize, oops, uh, we may not have the vendor or we don't have the expertise to maintain the system. Let's get a new one. Then when you get a new one, you'll be like, hey, we got this nice new system, but we have so much of data. Can't migrate mm. it. Ah, okay, integrate. You know, this is bound to happen, whether it's organization or even within government. I've got a question. I'm wondering how it will pan out, you know, back to Prof's question and then Doc, you, you explained how uh, uh, the Asian collective, Southeast Asia collective does not have anything like the GDPR. But um, as long as a, an European Union citizen's data is leaked, Will the will the parties that are responsible for that leak in this case, which could be the Indonesian government, will they be held accountable? Any I think GDPR yes. will cover. Yeah, technically yes, but they would put a uh, limiting clause to say that we only carry data of Indonesian citizens only. But I mean, we all know for a fact that there may be PRs, there may be other people categories, but they would limit the exposure to say this is for Indonesians only. But the thing is this, if if EU were to come after Indonesia and say, okay, I'm going to fine you X uh, million euros uh, for this leak, Indonesian government is going to say, prove to me there are European citizens in that database. Mm. You see how it's going to play out to be? Mm. They would say, look, our, term, our terms and conditions says you must be an Indonesian citizen for you to use this. We all know that's not the fact. Everyone who's in Indonesia be using it. True, true, true. So that's where the the legal conundrum starts. Mm. Yep, that's where we are. Okay, so I guess that kind of sums up uh, the Indonesian uh, COVID tracing app leak. Um, because so these the question... kind of apps are used globally. So the question to ask, the million dollar question that lingers in our mind is, will we find ourselves in the news of laoyat.net in the next couple of months and and entitled My Sajatra? Well, I hope it doesn't happen. I sincerely hope they've done enough work to secure the data and I sincerely hope um, you know they keep the data secure. Because uh, the amount of data inside my Sajatra app is tremendous. Well, then it's high time we look into collective data protection, moving away from just individual rights. Yeah, yeah because that requires it, that requires a whole load of, of, of legal framework changes. Yeah. And the willpower of our politicians uh, to see whether that's important or high enough in their bucket list to actually mm. champion this. 
Because so, now, now we are looking at not just your mobile, your name, and your IC, like the JPN database. We are also looking at your uh, movements. So I can actually tell that you're not at home and I have your full address and I have your mobile number. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. So, you know, with all those things that are happening outside, I could use this list and I could make a phone call to you and knowing that you are not at home, I could threaten whoever at home that you could be in an accident and I, and I want to come into your house. <laughs> So this is this is real uh, a real issue, considering from the paranoia of our cybersecurity personnel. <laughs> I think it is, and until we look into this seriously, I'd say it seems to me the citizens are at the losing end. In any case, mm. and Sky uh, to share what you just mentioned the scenario just now isn't far fetched because. Uh, when I was with the telcos, we dealt in, in a situation that's like almost 85% of what you just said, but the only difference was you mentioned accident. The other mm. person mentioned kidnapping. Oh, okay. and, and, we, and we listened to the uh, conversation, which was in Mandarin. And, and in the background, you can actually hear a very soft, faint voice. Kao minga, kao minga, kao minga. Mm. You know? So, I mean, any parent would be yeah. jumping out of their skin when that happens to, to your children. And, and, and we, we had to really uh, put some effort and, and make sure we, we manage those kind of issues. So we need to do what's one of the movies that I've seen. You need to have a, a magic word, like a password. To prove that uh, you know you are really who you think you are. That's a very good idea. Yeah. And in fact, you should teach it to your kids so that they can mm. use that word if yeah. they know that they are, you know, they're in trouble. So, a really good idea, Sky. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I got it from that a movie. <laughs> I turned that idea. No, no, I got it from a movie. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week on Security Lab. Make sure to visit our website at securitylab.asia where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. 